Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. What's the question? What's the question? I just finished telling you. Next question. I mean, Barry, is this one where you, you What's the question? You got to close no. it out. <laughs> Good. Uh, that's the question. All right, fine. <laughs> You had the Sean Payton scowl down. Yeah, I'm aware. Yeah. I'm aware. Brees Hall has not been good. I'm aware no one's, that no one. Uh, what's a question? <laughs> Fantasy Football Happy Hour with Matthew Berry, served by Applebee's. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Happy Hour. What's your question? <laughs> Alongside a Sean Payton doppelganger and Matthew Berry. DK Metcalf, Sean Payton, who doesn't he look like? It's uh, Listen, I'm a chameleon. It's one of the reasons why I'm an actor in Avengers Endgame, the highest grossing movie of all time worldwide. I am, in fact, the highest grossing actor of all time worldwide on a per-movie basis. Mm. It is because of my chameleon-like abilities, to whether it's whether it's Sean Payton, whether it's DK Metcalf. Yes. There's no one that I can't shape-shift into. Yes. Daniel Day Berry. Thank you very oh, much. That's, wow. exactly, that's, that's exactly right. Uh, I think as post-game press conference goes, it's not... It's not you play to win the game. It's not playoffs. It's not um, we're on to Cincinnati. But it's up there. It's up there. It's a good one. It's up there. Next question. What's your question? Very angry. He's quite red. Yes, yeah, very red. He really red. took it over the top. He really, fe- really went into the Do you think he was red right when he walked into the room? Or do you think like at some point like when, it was, like, when they had 40 on him and it was still like, you know, like 12 and a half minutes left to go? I think it was steam building. Yeah, it just it, it yes. kept, uh, kept going. I think, guys, we need to talk um, before we get – it's love-hate day, by the way. Hell yeah, and, it is. Um, so, very exciting. We'll get into that today. We've got some Roto-World headline news and, of course, uh, a preview of the Packers and Bears game tonight on Thursday Night Football. But Lions. I think we well, – huh? Packers oh, is it the Lions? Lions? Oh, Packers and the Lions. Well, yep. Whatever. Thank God it's not yeah. Bears. <laughs> exactly. You gave America a front. Yeah, Real scare. Jump sure. scare. Yeah. Everyone watching Peacock just had a jump I, scare. I, you know, again, I really <laughs> should Happy attend Halloween. The, the pre-show meetings. Um, yeah, so it, it is uh, Packers and Lions. Um, America's team, the Lions, and the Green Bay Packers. But I think we need to start with the biggest news in the world, which is that uh, it's been reported by multiple outlets that Taylor Swift will be in attendance this Sunday uh, in MetLife Stadium for the Chiefs-Jets game. And I am here to announce for the first time she's going to be stopping by fantasy football pregame, <laughs> which we will be doing, Jay, you and I, along with Michael Smith and a cast of thousands, we'll be doing that live from the Applebee's set in the parking lot at MetLife from 11 to 1 Eastern. Now, again, a lot of people are like, really, Taylor Swift's going to come by. And I'm just going to say this. I can neither confirm nor deny these rumors. Um, it has come out that she will, she's going to the game and that she's going to stop by our set beforehand. <laughs> but, you know, Travis Kelsey 
on his podcast, he just shot a shot. He's like, you know, I'd like to ask her out. I'm trying to get her number. I'm trying to give her my number, you know, and next thing you know. So I'm just, I'm putting it out of the universe. You know, listen, uh, by the way, if she'd like to bring Travis, we'd love to talk to him as well. Sure. You know, um, Mama Kelsey, if she wants to bring Donna, her new BFF, we're happy to talk to any of them. What I'm really hoping for is that surrounded by a phalanx of security, she'll just wave to us on her way by. I'll settle for that. That'd be maybe just good. like kind of a, you know, she's got that little smile and little, you know, like like maybe a thumbs up or something. Yeah, I think there's more chance of that happening <coughs> than the Jets winning that game, Connor. I would say, yeah, she's just to let Taylor Swift know she doesn't have to go to this game. I just want to make sure that much is clear. It's funny the Jets are only. Oh no! Plus- no wait, are you kidding me? Shut up! He did not mean that. He did not. No, mean I, that. I absolutely I, did. I, no, I'm sorry. You know what? Damn it! I literally just got a note from HR. You need yeah, to see them after the uh, show. After the show. You, you understand the this show. show. <laughs> you understand this game is on NF on NBC oh, yeah. and Peacock. Yep. And that Taylor Swift being at the last game, <laughs> like over 24 million people watched help. that game on CBS. And so we've got this game between Patrick Mahomes, the Kansas City Chiefs, and the Jets. You know what I mean? But we got T Swift in the house. T Swizzle is going to be there. Do not put that into the universe. She needs to be there. Absolutely, she needs to be there. NBC bosses, Connor did not mean it. He's young. He's stupid. He didn't mean it. Okay, he takes it back. He takes it back. No, 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 no. Taylor Swift, you need to be at this game. And all of you need to watch this game as well. Can, uh, can Taylor Swift play quarterback? Uh, the Jets are plus 330 to win this game, which is strange because it feels like they are a 0% chance yeah, to beat Patrick Mahomes. Where would, you, where would you set that market at, Jay? I don't know. I just, <laughs> I mean, I get it. Like, it's one game of football. Right. Weird things happen. They did this same team built, beat Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills like, right, three weeks ago. So anything can happen. But it really Cardinals feels beat like, the Cowboys last week. Yeah, it really feels yeah, like the NFL. they're not going to win. I mean, yeah. the Chiefs really couldn't get a lot going even though they won against Jacksonville. Yeah. So, I, listen. It should be higher. <laughs> right. I mean, right. Let's, not, not, let's yeah. not kid ourselves. Jets, like, Jets beat the Bills. Cardinals beat the Cowboys. Yeah. Bills beat the Commanders. Like, all sorts of crazy <laughs> things can happen That's right. in this nutty, uh, nutty right. NFL. So, you never know. There's a chance. There's also a chance that uh, Taylor Swift will be on Fantasy Bowl pregame, 11 a.m. I'm not telling Come you what Tyler. the percentage chance that is, but there is a chance. There's we will an absolute chance. We will both be at She'll be in the state of New Jersey. You'll Sunday. be in the state of New Jersey. There's a chance she walks by. Who knows? I just want to wave. Just, just a wave. Just like a little, like, or a finger point. All right. Let's get into the Roto-World yeah. player news. Listen, there's a lot of player news as we get towards the latter half of the week here. For all your Roto-World player news, go to NBCSports.com. And here are the injuries we're tracking right now. Good news on Joe Burrow. His status practice in full. Same with Anthony Richardson, who appears to be heading out of concussion protocol. Joe Burrow's going to have himself a week, just so you know. This is the week? This is the week. All right, I like it. Jalen Waddell practiced in full as well. He was another guy dealing with concussion protocol. Gus Edwards, another guy with a head injury. He practiced in full. We got three limiteds. Austin Eckler, Saquon Barkley, James Conner. Barry, that feels like good news. That's Limited for Eckler not, and Saquon. Certainly not Connor. You don't like seeing showing him showing up on the uh, on the injury report, especially with the Niners up next. But the fact that Eckler and Bar- Barkley was supposed to be week to week to week, and the high fact ankle. that he's out there with a high ankle, that's that's fantastic. There's a chance that we see Saquon Barkley this weekend and Austin Eckler, especially given that the Chargers have the bye next week. There was some thought that Eckler might just you know take it easy this week, get through the bye, and then come back 100. percent not out of the woods yet, but just the fact that on a Wednesday he was out there in pads and helmet and practiced on a limited basis I think is a great sign for a friend of the show and fantasy life investor, Austin Eckler. Jay, on the not-so-good news, Jimmy G, he's in concussion protocol. He's not practicing. Zay Jones dealing with a knee. He's not practicing. Debo Samuel, it's not just the ribs. He's dealing with a knee injury as well. He did not practice to start the week. 
Yeah, to me, I think Garoppolo's largely as expected. Zay Jones, also, that was reported earlier. He's not expected to play. Debo Samuel, that's the kind of concerning one because he took a heavy hit to his ribs. And then, by the yeah. way, came immediately back in and Kyle Shanahan lined him up at running back immediately <laughs> after it seemed like he might have broken a rib. Uh, but Debo, also the knee, he's just the guy who constantly pops up on injury reports. And with the game against Arizona as two touchdown favorites, maybe right. they let him rest. Yeah, I mean, we'll see how that, how that tracks. Although, I mean, I think that they... They don't want to take it, you know, lightly. I mean, Arizona's tough. Yep. Arizona's tough. But, again, it's why I mentioned yesterday I like the Cardinals plus 14 in that game. And I also think that, um, you know, Debo being a veteran, you can certainly see him. He's one of those guys that doesn't need to practice yeah, to play, I don't sure. think. Get him some rest. And Ayuk's on his way back as yes. well. So, some good news for the there. Niners there. How about Thursday night football's <laughs> injuries that we're keeping an eye on? Christian Watson, who has said he expects to play with the hamstring injury, is questionable. Same for Aaron Jones, questionable. David Montgomery with the thigh contusion is questionable. NFL Network's Tom Pelissero reports Watson, Jones, and Montgomery are all expected to play here, guys. Great. Great news for them. We've kind of been building that way towards the week. Pitch count Uh, for Christian Watson, though. He's receiving props only 36 and a half, so it wouldn't. And maybe Aaron Jones? I, I have maybe? it wide receiver. I have him just on Watson real quickly. We talked about this yesterday. Like, if you're desperate, go ahead. And he's always, you know, got the ability to get deep for one. But, like, that's one of those that I kind of want to see it before I'm ready to put him right back in my lineup. I'm at wide receiver 38. Remember, 60% of his fantasy points last year came in four games. Like, he was really kind of a boomer bust player. And first game back, no teams on a bye. You know, there are no teams on a bye. I'd rather just, again... Uh, be cautious if I can be. You may not have the opportunity. But I think both Jones and Montgomery, if they're active for the game, they're both top 20 plays this week. More RB2 than RB1s. But I think you got to put them right back there. Especially Aaron Jones, Jay, because the Packers have gotten absolutely nothing out of A.J. Dillon the last couple of weeks. Yep, Aaron Jones goes straight back into lineups as well. If you're betting on this game, we'll talk about the game in greater depth later. But Christian Watson, he's a guy that you want to ride the upside. Like, he's plus 500 to get 75-plus receiving yards. He's someone I always like when guys come back from injury on the Thursday because it usually means they're probably okay for the Sunday and they've just got a few uh, extra days rest. And he will be allegedly on a snap count. But he's a guy who doesn't need that many snaps to make an impact. So he's someone who I think his average outcome isn't great, but he could also go for 80 yards pretty easily, just the type of player that he is. I have Montgomery at running back 16. I have Aaron Jones at running back 18. Both of them, obviously, top 20 plays. Remember, Jones was the number one running back in fantasy in week one, had that monster game before leaving late in the game with a hammy industry. Hammy injury, industry. hammy in, injury. It's very profitable um, one. Yeah, I would like to be in the hammy industry. I don't have any hammies is one of the in, uh, concerns for me. Dave Montgomery, by the way, double-digit fantasy points in every game this season. Like, when they get close, they're going to give it to him. Again, they got nothing out of Craig Reynolds. And even with, with um, Montgomery out, they still didn't give a massive workload to Jameer Gibbs. I think they're excited to get D. Monty back um, as well. Also, I just want to point out, uh, as we talk about um, tonight's game real quickly, um, uh, we'll talk about this later in the show. We'll have some best bets. Yeah, we'll have some best bets. You want me to, you want me to do that later, Stephen? Get in my ear. You want, you want to talk about the best bets later? Uh, we ready? Go- doing the show on the show. What? We're good now or no? Fire away. Okay. All right. So first <laughs> off, I just want to point out right now, this is usually, so who drinks for free in the happy hour today? And normally to somebody that has done something, but mm. I'm calling my shot. Luke Musgrave drinks free at the happy hour, and you're like, what's Luke Musgrave done? Tonight is Luke Musgrave night. Tonight 
I would recommend going out and picking up Luke Musgrave because after this game, you're not going to be able to or there'll be a rush to the waiver wire. I've said all preseason. I've said all along. Luke Musgrave's going to be a thing this year, right? I was right about Tank Dell. Um, I, uh, let's see. I was right about Chris McCaffrey. I said he was going to be a thing this year. You yeah, know, wow. he's turned out yeah, from yeah. downtown. Yeah, you're right about Damian <laughs> Pierce. All right, right? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Alan Robinson <laughs> lost year. <Yeah>. Yep. <laughs> um, no, no, no. But uh, listen, no, listen. Devon Achan, we gave him the preseason. We, uh, we talked about. Puka um, we, we talked about. We did talk. We legitimately talked about Puka Nakua in the, in the preseason that he was going to be a thing and that. Uh, uh, Tank Dell would be a thing, and Luke Musgrave. I have We've got about sixty percent. I mean, yeah, good. Stop. that's great. I have, I've been, oh, that's great. <laughs> Everyone should be thrilled. It's uh, it was very profitable. Um, I'll tell you a story, by the way, real quickly. This okay. is I'm real. No, listen, and I've been doing this for a thousand years, as you guys know. I'm older than Methuselah, but um, so I've made a billion I don't calls. Know that is. No, right? Um, you don't know who Methuselah is? No. You, know, you don't know that reference? No. no. <laughs> So that one I mean, right I'm, by me. I'm as old as dirt. How about that? <laughs> That's um, kind of what right. I figured you were so, applying. Yeah, fair enough. But that was he, the laughter. Anyway. Um, <laughs> we're all off track. Yeah, all right, hang on. List. Here's where we're going. Real quickly, though. So my, 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 um, my love-hate today, my love-hate today is uh, fantasy atonement. Last month, this past Monday was Yom Kippur, the, the Jewish day of, uh, you know, it's the day of atonement. I am Jewish myself. I'm not making light of the high holidays for the Jewish people. Again, I'm a Jew. Um, but, uh, but I like the idea of it, which is that what you do is you, you know, and I explain the whole thing, but the idea is, is that for one day a year, you sort of, you atone to God and, you know, you, you ask for forgiveness of your sins and you, you make repentance. Yes. And, and so yeah. the whole thing. But, um, so my point is that I like that idea one day a year where you just sort of say like, okay, here's my bad. Here's everything I did wrong. Can I please, you know, um, uh, get a pass here and, uh, I apologize for it. So I... So right in the column, it's just a bunch of people that need to atone for stuff, and you can imagine uh, some of them. But like, I was like, I need to atone for something. And so I, last year, I did this column. I've done it every year. It's this fantasy atonement. And last year was Allen Robinson. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, I'm my bad. And i got to be honest with you. It took me a while to find one this year. Like, it's been a pretty good <laughs> year so far. Uh-huh. I didn't know like, and I'm going. saying, And I'm saying, I have, like, this is, I have made a billion calls <laughs> in my life. That wasn't right. And I've gotten many, many. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you, I finally found something. I finally found a call that I felt pretty bad about, which is that I had Mike Evans on the preseason hate list. And obviously, he's wide receiver five through three weeks. So that was a mistake, right? That was a bad one. And I apologize. I've atoned for that. But I'm just telling you, it took a while. There wasn't one glaring, glaring one where you're like, dude. Mike Vick, really? Like, I mean, I'm just telling you. So far, it's been a pretty good year, Mr. Like, you know. What a, you know. <laughs> Methuselah. I still can't get over Methuselah. Do you reckon when God's scrolling through the atonements and there's all these criminals, then uh, Matthew Barry had Mike Evans on the hate list. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no good. No good. <laughs> that yeah. was your McGregor. Uh, I'd like anyway, to apologize to absolutely nobody moment, <laughs> just so you know that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, back to this. Luke, oh, we're all off the rails, but whatever. I was up late writing uh, Love, Hate. I'm all punch drunk. Luke Musgrave drinks free because of what he's going to do tonight. Your last chance to get Luke Musgrave is right now, up until kickoff. Because then, once again, just like with Damian Pierce, I'm sorry, not Damian Pierce, just like Tank Dell, <laughs> Devon Achan, all these guys, Puka Nakua, like, you're not going to be able to get them. I'm just, I'm calling my shot here. Okay. If, we're, if we were on pregame, I'd be one of my shot for shots. A lot of shots today. Luke McGut Musgrave goes off. Taylor Swift and Kendrick Lamar on the set of fantasy football pregame. Yeah, yeah, bad yeah. blood. It's all happening. We've got uh, we've got a lot of stuff there. And and by the way, hey Stephen, do you have my lineup? Do you have that ready yet? <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go. So here's my problem, guys. Here's my problem. So here's my team in our my undefeated first place three and team in our show league. 
and it's a you know it's a 12 team league PPR uh, and um, uh, you know it's a two quarterback league right and so I can't figure out how to get Luke Musgrave into my lineup you see him there on my bench like because like I mean I have I got Jerome Ford before the rush I got Tank Dell before the rush I have Raheem Mostert of course I have my ride or die Amon Ra I have Jordan Addison I have CeeDee Lambs my buddy eight He's in there. Like, where do I put Luke Musgrave in? And then, of course, my my tight end is Hawkinson, who's awesome. But, like, yeah. I know he's going to go off, Connor. But I can't – my team's so good, I can't find a spot. Stash, where am I putting – Stash and trade him. This is what I'm doing. I, I have him right there. Um, you know, again – Firstly, so yeah. I, I hate the audacity that you've got Sam Howell in the quarterback spot and Jalen Hurts in the Superflex. That's well, – I can't like, have that. Well, <laughs> that's so that's, brand. That's that unbelievable. Is, that is leftover from last week when Sam Howell played on Sunday and Jalen Hurts played on okay, Monday. Fair. And so the idea is okay. you, you always play the earlier guy in the position because if, you know – what happens if suddenly Monday morning, you know, Jalen Hurts wakes up and he's sick or something like that, and then you sure. like, you know, yeah. you use Sam Howell in the flex. So I'm just that's just a obviously I have Jalen Hurts last year's ride or die. You're welcome. Another great call. I, <laughs> people are saying that I'm on the hottest streak of all time. I'm not saying it. Other Methu- people are Methuselah saying Methuselah saying that. That's all I want to know. Methuselah is dead. <laughs> Whoever that is. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, Believe it or not, it's love-hate day. Let's jump into those running do backs. Do we have time left? Yeah, no, we're going to get to do running backs, and then we're going to call it a show. Listen, <laughs> Kenneth Walker yeah. headlines the love list for running backs. He's got the Giants, and it's quite simple right now when you look at the most rushing yards allowed to running backs this season. And, of course, Kenneth Walker looking good, and that matchup's looking great, Matthew. Giants have allowed a rushing touchdown to a running back in every game this season. Kenneth Walker, top three among running backs in goal to go in red zone carries through three weeks. We think he gets into the end zone here. I like Ken, Ken Walker anytime touchdown in this game. By the way, every week his touches increased. He's had at least 18 carries uh, each of the last two weeks. And they're getting him involved in the passing game. He's my running back seven. Jay, we see right here the most rushing yards allowed to running backs, the Giants at number four. And it's not pretty when the only teams that have been worse than you are the Denver Broncos, who are on a planet of their own, the Steelers and the Raiders. Absolutely. A lot of game script there. The Giants have been just losing constantly in every game. Even when they were beating the Cardinals, they were losing most of that game. And I think the big thing with Ken Walker, there were concerns about his health coming into the season, his potential timeshare with Zach Charbonnet coming into the season. Both those questions have been answered in Ken Walker's favor. There's no timeshare and he's healthy as anything. Our next one in the highest expected total of the week, that would be James Cook of the Bills who are taking on the Dolphins. Barry, James Cook comes in as RB10 for you this week. Jay, he's got 16-plus touches in every game this season. They used a second-round pick on this guy two years ago. Now they're featuring James Cook. Yeah, fun random fact. Uh, Rushing yards leaders in the NFL, one, Christian McCaffrey, two, DeAndre Swift, three, James Cook, randomly. Kind of snakes up on you, but he's gotten the usage, uh, and in a game that we're expecting to be very high scoring, would expect him to have a very good chance getting in the end zone against Miami, Matthew. Yeah, James Cook on the preseason love list, I'm just saying. <laughs> you know, like As long as, because everyone's going to hate on me for patting myself on the back, all, you know, which rightfully so. So <laughs> yeah. I might as well just double down. Double down, yeah. Down, yes. Yeah, I might as well uh, lean into it. Down, it. I'm, not, I'm not backing down, absolutely. I'm Tom Petty, I won't back down. Look, uh, neither will James Cook, who's had back-to-back games with over 100 yards from scrimmage. You mentioned the 16 touches in every game this year. I like this. For as good as Miami's offense is, their defense hasn't been all that. They're allowing the fifth-highest yards per carry to running backs this season, the sixth-most rushing yards allowed to opposing running backs as well. The only downside to Cook is this, you know, when they get in close, they've been pulling him for Latavius Murray or Damian Harris, but 
He's going to get into the end zone one of these days, and he's still been productive because of his usage in both the rushing and receiving game. And we saw those reception totals go down to two after he had four the first two weeks. I think it goes back up against Miami's front yes. seven. I think Josh Allen will look to dump it off to him again, get him working against those linebackers. Our next running back here, Zach Moss against the Rams. Zach Moss has taken over this backfield while Jonathan Taylor is on short-term IR. He has played on 85% of snaps in two games since returning Barry. And honestly, Zach Moss has looked good and a little bit of a surprise. He's even contributed in the pass game a little bit. 54 touches in the last two games. I mean, it, like, you know, you've been mossed is now all about Zach. Maybe not. But, um, <laughs> but the fact of the matter is, is uh, Zach's, been, uh, Zach's been terrific as well. Rams allow the seventh highest yards per carry to opposing running backs. Massive workload and a good matchup. I have Zach Moss as a top 15 play this week. Yeah, I didn't foresee the two workhorse running backs in the NFL being Zach Moss and Kyron Williams, but that's where we are at the moment. And the Colts are fine. They're good. They're favored against the Rams. They're favored to go 3-1, and one, bizarrely. So they're going to be in scoring position more than you would anticipate. And certainly love him for this week. It's just we'll see what happens when Jonathan And we Taylor expect Anthony Richardson back for this game. We do, but I wonder how much they do run him coming off the concussion. Correct. So I feel still pretty comfortable with Zach Moss. And when Jonathan Taylor scheduled to come off the IR, Zach knows, like, this, is, yeah, this, this might is go time. last game. It's yeah, go time. This might be go time. Our others receiving votes, Javante Williams, Devon A. Chan, of course. Matt Breida, although we'll see what happens with Saquon Barkley. Of course. of course, that one's pending. And then the surging Roshan Johnson in the Bears' backfield, Barry. Yeah, I mean, look, he's played 45% of the snaps last week. He's had double digit touches in two of the last three games. He's playing Denver, who, as you might have seen last week, you can run on. So, like him, uh, and then Javante Williams in that same game on the other side of the field against the Bears, who have allowed the second most fantasy points to opposing running backs this season. I know a lot is not going right in Denver at the moment, but I do think Javante Williams has a top 20 day in him as well. Obviously, you're starting A-Chan after last week. And Brita, if Saquon Barkley can't go, unfortunately, it is the Monday night game, so you may not know. But hopefully, if, you, if, if Barkley can't go, I do like Brita in that game. Yep. All right, let's look at the hate list, which is headlined mm-hmm. by Joe Mixon going up against that. Listen, not a lot has gone right for Tennessee this season, but that front seven headlined by Jeffrey Simmons is still really, really good. And that leads to Joe Mixon, Jay, being at the top of the hate list for running backs. Yeah, this is, there's this perfect cocktail on Tennessee's defense, which just destroys running backs. Because, one, they have an amazing front where you can't run on them. And then their secondary is so bad, so there's no Why reason bother? to run on them at all. So it's just, this is the worst matchup that you can get if you're a running back, effectively. Outside of the fact that the Titans aren't very good at the moment, so he may have a chance to get in the end zone. But he is kind of a touchdown-dependent running back this week, Matthew. No running back is top 52 total yards against Tennessee, to your point. They, he needs to fall into the end zone to be worth a start here. Since the start of 2021, only three running backs have had over 70 yards against the Tennessee Titans as well. They're allowing under three yards per carry so far this season. So, yes, he is, he is going to be very touchdown dependent because the passing game usage has been inconsistent as well. So I'm at running back 17 because I do think the Bengals will be in scoring position early and often. Like I said, I think Burrow um, hint about what's coming up in, on the love list for quarterbacks. But, yeah, it's, I don't think he's going to have one of his best games. No. James Conner, a surprise entry to the injury report this week. We'll see if he ends up playing. Not a surprise entry, Jay, 
to the hate list because, quite simply, they're going up against San Francisco. This might be a little bit of, I don't want to say a reality check for Arizona, but they're not going to be overlooked anymore. Yeah, I think the concern about James Conner coming into the season was that he would just be in all these game scripts which were not congruent to him being able to run the ball. And Arizona, even when they lost the first couple of weeks, they were in the game and they were able to run the ball. Against San Francisco, there's probably not as much of a chance of that as two touchdown underdogs. But look, Connor's been really good. He's been the second best running back by PFF grade. He's getting the work, but he's going to need to get in the end zone for him to provide value this week. No team has allowed fewer rushing yards to opposing running backs than the San Francisco 49ers. Eight points doesn't seem like that much for a running back. Well, there's only one running back that's had more than eight points against the Niners this entire season. They're so good, and the fact that Connor might not be 100%. He played um, his fewest snap rate last week, 64%. It was the second lowest in a healthy game since week three of last season. So who knows if, like, the Cardinals are trying to do some, something different or that, that there was an injury that wasn't reported in game. Either way, it's just I love Connor, but he's outside my top 20 this week, just running back 23. He's a touchdown-dependent flex. Guys, we love Brian Robinson on this show, but Brian Robinson makes the hate list this week. I mean, Washington is an eight-and-a-half-point underdog against the Eagles. Outrageous. Not a lot of running backs <laughs> have been able to run against the Eagles. Hey, Grand you make room. the hate list, so here's Brian Robinson. <laughs> oh, no, I'm just saying the eight-and-a-half-point line. Yeah. Come offensive. on. Yeah, it's uh, offensive. After they lost by 34 last week. Yeah, but last year they went to Philadelphia, and they sure. defeated an undefeated Eagles team at the time. That's true. So I'm just saying, yeah. maybe history repeats. Brian Robinson had a good game. Brian Robinson had a great Not game. Not an efficient game, but an effective one. Yeah. I think the problem with the Eagles is that if you're a running back going up against them, the Eagles are running the ball so effectively. DeAndre Swift has 308 rushing yards, 250 of them are before contact. He's, He's just running good. through these wide open holes, and that just means that the other team just doesn't get the ball because no. they're controlling the, the ball so well. No, it's exactly right. And they've allowed the second fewest rushing yards to running backs this season for his career. When uh, Washington has lost, and you mentioned again the Eagles are eight and a half point favorites, Robinson's averages just 6.9 fantasy points per game. So again, game script needs to be favorable for him to get a, um, a heavy workload. And unlike last year where they tried to kind of hide the quarterback and they were willing to run, this year it seems the enemy is willing to, you know, let Sam Howell throw it and, and chuck it around. So Brian Robinson, unfortunately, outside my top 25 for the week. Um, Talking about um, Brian Robinson last year, you said he was not uh, particularly efficient, but he was effective. I've said that to my wife all the time. Yeah, I went for that drink. Yeah, yeah. of course. Yeah. Absolutely. I, just, I, I, I can't tell you how many times uh, Beth and I have been on a date night. I've been like, listen, this is not going to be efficient, but it will be effective. Oh, boy. Okay, Talk about cooking in the kitchen. Tell me about rugby. Jay's, Jay's begging me to do the read. The toughest competition of the year is here. The biggest talent in men's rugby take the stage is 20 countries. Phrase. Compete for 20 days of heart-pounding, efficient, and effective, hard-hitting action at the Rugby World Cup. Watch every match live. On Peacock, all the way through the final on October 28th. But the game's also available on CNBC. Yeah, I heard a rumor that Taylor Swift's going to be at all the rugby world games. <laughs> yeah, go Wallabies. Games. Swing into Seaside Golf in Ocean City, Maryland. Play like a pro at 17 championship courses designed by golf legends like Jack Nicholas and Arthur Hills. Tee off on sweeping vistas at Eagles Landing. Savor the coastal views of Lighthouse Sound. Or see why Ocean City Golf Club is considered one of the Mid-Atlantic's finest fairways. Whether you're sneaking in a quick round on a family vacation or going all in on a golf getaway, fun is always in play at Ocean City, Maryland. Plan your trip at OCOcean.com. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? 
or see what life's like under the tree of life. Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. If Jameis Winston is starting this week, and, and you guys obviously had a quarter and a half playing with him, does anything change with him like uh, I don't really know, to be honest. Uh, I just came in trying to do my job. So uh, we know what he can do. Uh, we played with him last year. He uh, can run the offense uh, well also. So uh, we're excited. Uh, whoever's back there, we're just going to uh, do everything we can uh, to get open for uh, whoever's back there. So That was Saints wide receiver Chris Olave. Uh, kind of operating how we do on this show. We just show up and do our job, no matter the circumstance. Chris Olave ready to play with Jameis Winston. Oh, yeah. Listen, I'm just here so I don't get fined. There you go. As are you guys. That's right. I'm just going to uh, get open and the James do my Harden job. Role. No, listen. I mean, listen. Thank God you guys are contractually obligated to be here. Um, because otherwise, which is... Monday same, to Friday. But, yeah, well, you're exactly. <laughs> I mean, you know. I, you know, I remind that of Beth all the time, too. Okay. I say, you know, yeah, you're contractually Beth. obligated to be here. Just, you know, that honey. is marriage. <laughs> Chris Olave uh, obviously headlines the love list here yes. against the Bucks. Olave um, ready to play with Jameis Winston. He's been targeted heavily this season. And quite frankly, I mean, yes, losing Derek Carr hurts, Jay. But And I know Jameis didn't look good coming in last week. Yeah. But you still have confidence in Olave with Jameis coming in. Yeah, I would worry more about the other guys than Olave. Because the thing about Jameis is even when you get bad Jameis, even when he goes full Jameis, which you never <laughs> want to do, Matthew, you never want to go full Jameis, he still throws it down the field. He's still got a really deep average depth of target. That's where Olave thrives. He gets down the field. He will be fine, whoever his quarterback is. Since he entered the NFL, Jameis Winston leads all quarterbacks in air yards per pass attempt as well. Buccaneers have allowed over 100 receiving yards to a wide receiver in every game this season. So you're like, well, who's it going to be this week? Pretty sure it's going to be Chris Olave, who, yeah, this offense runs through him. Jameis ain't scared to chuck it. He's got some Taylor Heineke in him. Taylor actually has some Jameis Winston in him. But either way, Chris Olave is a top eight wide receiver for me this week. I am at wide receiver eight. Another wide receiver on the love list. Maybe a get-right game, Matthew, for T. Higgins. The targets have been there for T. Higgins. Now the matchup is there. Is this finally the week? Wide receivers facing Tennessee have caught 75% of their targets this year. 75% of their targets. Get it somewhere near a wide receiver against Tennessee. They're coming down with it. And to your point, Connor, T. Higgins has been getting the love, right? Exactly. Um, He's had at least eight targets in every single game this year. Titans have allowed 19 or more fantasy points to wide receiver in every single game. We expect Jamar Chase to go off, but we also expect T. Higgins to go off. We talked earlier in the show that Joe Mixon should have tough going. Again, it's sort of like, you know... Aston answered, rinse and repeat. You don't play your running back against the Titans. You start out all aspects of the passing game against them. It's a get-right game for Joe Burrow. Jamar Chase, you're already starting. T. Higgins, you're already starting. But I do think after a tough game last week, T. Higgins gets back on track. I have him at wide receiver 14 this week. Give me some tea. Okay, I'll give you some tea. Uh, I think with yeah. the Titans. Spill the tea. That's bad. Titans, they... I pity the fool that don't play T. Higgins. <laughs> okay. You get that? Yeah, It's I a got step that removed. Yeah. Because that was Mr. T. Yes. Right? And then yeah, he's T. Higgins. How deep does the rabbit hole go, Matthew? Because <laughs> yeah. yes. you've you definitely got... taken the red pill. Oh, you're going down the rabbit a hole. A thousand, yeah. thousand percent. Yeah. Um, we won't anyway. We won't get right. into uh, that anymore, Connor. <laughs> I think with 
the Titans' defense, it's so bad that they fixed Deshaun Watson, who was 0 for 8 right. in terms of <laughs> yes. even reasonable games. Yeah. And then he played like an MVP against the Titans. I don't really understand how this secondary is that bad. The talent to me doesn't seem that bad. Like, how is it like this? It is crazy to me. I mean, and they have a great coach in Mike Rabel, too. So when you look at it, it's just... I'm, now, a lot of the corners they've drafted over the years have not lived up to the hype. They've had a lot of misses there throughout the draft. Uh, I think their pass rush from the edges is trying to get healthy. But quite frankly, they're just getting torn apart. Here's what you're hoping for, just to give everyone here a rooting interest, is that obviously we want Burrow and Chase and Higgins to go off unless we're facing them, in which case we don't. But they're going to go off, so don't worry about that. But you're hoping that the Bengals beat them, and you hope the Bengals beat them in such a way that the Titans management sit there and go, you know what, this ain't our year. This ain't our year. Hey, Joe Douglas, what do you give me for Ryan Tannehill? Hey, every other general manager in the NFL, what do you give me for Derrick Henry? That's what we need. We need Ryan Tannehill to go to the – we need the Titans to say, like, you know what, we're tearing it down. We're going to get Malik Willis or Will Levis in there and see what we got from them the rest of the season. Tannehill, go save Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall's fantasy value. Derrick Henry, King Henry, we're going to move you off to a, you know – The Ravens. Uh, to the, we'll do it again. <laughs> the Ravens. Thousand. Wait, last. Yes. Always we would the love. Ravens. King Henry on the Ravens would be amazing. Be I don't – they may not want to trade him in the AFC, right. but, like, you know yeah. – I, whatever. Wherever Den- Derrick Henry goes, that would be great. And then Tajay Spears, who we all love as well, he gets some run. This is what we need to happen. This would be amazing for everyone except, you know, maybe Titans fans. It's a fantasy think, elixir, actually. But I also think Titans fans are like, you know what? This ain't our year. Team's not going anywhere. That this offensive team, line, no, they're not no, going no, anywhere. No, no. no exactly. So much secondary. Yeah, yeah so, so if problems. you're the Titans, you should just be like, you know what? All right. Yeah. We'll, we'll, take, it, we'll yeah. take it off for a year. We'll rebuild. You know, there we go. And for as bad as Tannehill That's has been, what everyone should be rooting for. The entire universe. We can all upgrade. get together on this. Yes. What? For as bad as Tannehill has been this year, he's a massive upgrade massive. for Garrett Wilson right now. Massive. Yep. He played so. good in week two. Tannehill, Tannehill had a good game against, was against the, Chargers, the Chargers, right? Yeah, yeah. against the Chargers. Yeah. Tannehill had a good game in week two. Tannehill is a professional NFL quarterback. Right. And rich I, man's Mike what? Very rich man's Mike what? <laughs> I mean, honestly, seriously, like. <laughs> Sorry, Mike what? It's <laughs> that constant right. repairs. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mike White, White turned Garrett too. Wilson into a top five receiver in the NFL. That's all he needs. Yeah, Joe he just needs he just needs competence, and right. Ryan Tannehill and, is the and, epitome and, of and get, Let's get DeAndre Hopkins somewhere too. Okay, there you sure. go. Bingo, yeah. bango. Yeah. Done, done. That's what we're hoping for. Bango. Our next wide receiver, Jacoby Myers. He's got mm-hmm. that Chargers defense this week. Listen, Jacoby Myers, week one and week three of the season is two healthy weeks. I mean, Jay, he's been a target monster in this offense. Yep, 22 targets for a team that really only throws to two guys. It's just throw it to Devontae. Oh, Devontae's not over. right. Throw it to Jacoby. There's nothing else going. I don't really understand why Lawrence's man, Hunter Renfro, just gets no activity whatsoever. But this is an offense where it's just throw it to two, those two wide Austin receivers. Hooper hasn't gotten a lot of no, love either, no. you know. And uh, we'll, we'll see if that changes with Jimmy potentially missing, though we don't have clarity on that situation. But either way, I think Devontae and Jacoby Myers will provide value. Yeah, and by the way, I mean, Jacoby Myers – this. I'm assuming that, big assumption, but I'm assuming that Garoppolo is playing. I ranked him as such uh, as well. So, I mean, obviously, if it were Brian Hoyer or Aiden O'Connell, we would lower expectations for the entire passing offense. But, listen, the two games he's played, he's got a 31% target share, 22 targets. And I love this stat, by the way. Again, Brandon Staley is a defensive coach. Yes. Right? We have no questions about Kellen Moore and the offense uh, for L.A. But the Chargers have allowed the most fantasy points, the most yards, and the most touchdowns to wide receivers through three weeks. So now, to be fair, 
They played Tua Tagovailoa and Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, which looks like the greatest offense of all time at the moment. But they put still, them in single coverage, though. I know. And they yeah, played yeah, them yeah. last year. They knew it was coming. <laughs> yeah. Stop it. What I love about that is they I played mean, them. I don't know. I don't know. Buck, is, compared to Brandon Staley, I'm sure I, you know, he's forgotten more about football than all I've known in my life. But even I'm like, you know, we should probably try to double these guys. Right. Here's the thing let's with play, that. Let's play a shell defense and give them underneath That's stuff. Let's bump them off the line. Let's do anything. Anything but else. Put, but anything but put Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle in single coverage. The beauty of that is last year they forced Tour into the worst game of his career. Let's, yeah. set, let's do something different. Right. And let's give up 466 yards. Anyway. So uh, the Chargers. Anyway, looking anyway good for we like Jacoby Myers. Myers this week as a top 20 player, assuming Garoppolo plays. We also like Sam Laporta, who is currently a top three tight end in fantasy as it yeah. stands right now. And he's obviously got Thursday Night Football. He's like Green, a young Luke Musgrave out Green there. Green Bay on tap. <laughs> and, Barry, he comes in as tight end five for you this week. We've talked about Laporta a lot. Second highest target share among all tight ends this season. He's finished as a top eight tight end every week so far this season. I wonder if the reason that um, – I wonder if there's – I'll just say this. If I was Sam Laporta, because, you know, tight ends and pop stars are kind of a thing now. And he's now like an elite tight end. So he should look out there like, I don't know, Ariana Grande dating yeah, anyone these days? Stars, like, I, I, like single it. right Yeah, now. I don't know. I don't know. I've got to look at my Tiger Beat uh, <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> That's a reference that no one gets. Yeah, uh, but whatever. I got I to go on TMZ. I got to go on TikTok. I got to figure out which pop star is, uh, is single these days. As a married man, I don't really uh, look through those things. But um, uh, I'll figure it out or research. We'll get Penn State Blake on that. Penn State Blake, do me a favor. Tell me a list of single pop stars that Sam Laporta could put out into the universe and try to date. Aria Grande was the first one that popped into my mind. If you're a top three tight end in fantasy right now, it's the play. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying. Who is single, Steven? Methuselah? <laughs> is that what you're trying to say? I think you have Methuselah. Yeah, God. He called my producer Missoula. Stevens in my ear trying to give me a joke that didn't land. I, that's, just, just. Uh. Let's take a look at some others you receiving votes. Up against here. This is all I'm saying. All right, go Missoula. ahead. What do we got? Some others receiving votes. Uh, the leader of the old pack of people, Adam Thielen, he yeah. tops the list. Did they, you have to look at me when you said that? Yeah, no, that's the point. <laughs> Tutu Atwell, of course. Tank Dell, of course, Tank Dell. Elijah Moore quietly been involved in that Cleveland offense. Luke Musgrave, he's drinking for free today. And Jay... The touchdown monster, Donald Parham. All he does is catch touchdowns. Yeah, XFL he does. Superstar. Yep, shades of, as we talked about, he's kind of become the Jawan Johnson of this year where it seems like 60% of his receptions are just touchdowns for Justin Herbert. But he seems to have a rapport. Uh, Parham, I mean, he's not the most exciting tight end because he is so touchdown dependent, but pretty much all tight ends except for six of them are touchdown dependent, so he is viable. And he's had at least one uh, end zone target in every game so far this season. Elijah Moore just on something like that, which I know is, you know, a guy that you've talked about a lot, Jay. But, like, I was surprised when I did my research to find this out. Baltimore has actually allowed the most receptions to opposing wide receivers this entire season. That's not who I – you know, I would have thought they were up there, but I didn't think they allowed the most. So they do um, as well. And so Moore, who's got 25 targets through three weeks, same number as Amari Cooper. They're, when you watch those Cleveland Brown games, it hasn't always been pretty, and it's not always, like, deep. I mean, it's a lot of around-the-line-of-scrimmage stuff, but they're – they're manufacturing touches for Elijah Moore, Connor. They are. They're using him in ways that Ole Miss kind of used him, where you can get him involved in the quick passes and the scheme touches and the jet sweeps. And with preseason was the first time we saw him used in the backfield as well. So Elijah Moore definitely involved in that offense. Just it's, quickly on the Ravens. Yeah. I think it's going under the right. I don't, just don't think people have thought about the Ravens much because right. they played the Texans and the Colts and then the Bengals with Burrow banged up. They haven't really played a prominent game. Like, they're missing, like, half their team. Yeah. They're running out of edge players. At the they literally it's don't great. have any edge players left that are healthy. 
Exactly. So I do think that this should be a good game for Deshaun Watson uh, and his pass catchers. Yeah. And we're expecting Cooper Cup, or we're hoping for Cooper Cup back next week, but he's out again this week. So Tutu Atwell, who very quietly has 15 or more fantasy points in every game this season as well. Colts have allowed the third most receptions on deep passes. Tutu Atwell is their deep player. And so, uh, you know, there's been so much hype, and rightfully so, on Puka Nakua that I think people are missing Tutu Atwell's played really well as well. Yep, he has. And I think he will maintain some sort of role when Cup comes back at the expense of Connor's man, Van Jefferson. That's right. All right. <laughs> yeah, my man. Hate list here. Unfortunately, the man at the top, Garrett Wilson, because he just doesn't have a quarterback right now. Garrett Wilson going up against the Chiefs. I mean, this is the story of 2022, guys. When Garrett Wilson plays with somebody else at quarterback, he goes off. He literally won Offensive Rookie of the Year in part because of that. When he plays with Zach Wilson... Well, quite frankly, nothing's working. It's tough to watch as well. He's he's had 12 pure games with Zach Wilson. He's averaging single-digit fantasy points in those 12 games, and that includes the touchdown he caught in week one, the one-handed amazing grab that he made to help beat the Bills. Chiefs, by the way, have played pretty good defense this year. They've allowed the fifth-fewest fantasy points to opposing wide receivers so far this season. You know, and they faced, like, you know, they faced the Jackson. It's not just the Bears that they beat up on. I mean, like, they, you know, they held the Jaguars. They held, like, Calvin Ridley, you know. So, anyway, um, uh, I think it's a tough matchup here for Garrett Wilson. I'm just outside my top 20 as well. Um, Other guys on the hate list, DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins is one of my favorite players in the NFL, has been since he came in. I don't think it's his fault, as we've talked about. The quarterback play has been inconsistent. The line has been tough as well. But, um, listen, he's had back-to-back games with under 50 receiving yards for the first time since 2020, week 16 and 17. He's had zero end zone targets. Part of the problem is is that the Titans, believe it or not, haven't had a play inside an opponent's 10-yard line in two of their three games this year. Like, just the whole offense is, uh, is brutal. So, you know, I have Hop at wide receiver 32 this week. Yeah, it's grim. Just quickly on Garrett Wilson, we touched on this a little bit yesterday, but he will have a different quarterback in three weeks. Now, that different quarterback might be a better and fixed version of Zach Wilson, but it's more likely, I think, going to be someone else. So it is going to get better for Garrett Wilson because if Zach Wilson keeps playing like this, he's just not going to be the quarterback coming out of the bye. He can't be. And Trevor Simeon was the first step of the sign that it's not necessarily Trevor Simeon, but somebody different. I mean, when... Trevor Simeon's often the first sign of a lot of things. Problematic, to say the least. Uh, we talked about this on Keep It Open or Close It Out yesterday with Lawrence, but Jay, Jahan Dotson right now, he just really can't get anything consistently going, and we talked about Eric Bieniemy's Washington offense. It spreads the ball around to everyone. It does, and going up against a tough Eagles defense, the thing with Dotson is that a lot of his value last year was tied to the fact that he had seven receiving touchdowns, and he's just not getting that work. I would still trust in the talent and that he's going to come good at some point, but the Eagles are a tough matchup, and we saw what you know, what happened with Mike Evans, who until that point had been an all-world receiver in the first couple of weeks, uh, and Chris Godwin. So I would expect that it's probably going to be tough sledding. Single-digit fantasy points in every single game this season. Again, everyone wants to call me a homer, but look, Brian Robinson and Jahan Dotson, both on the hate list this week. I'm just saying, like, I just... It's tough, right? It's just... There's nothing from this year that gives you confidence in starting him this week. I, I, I believe in the talent. I believe in the kid in a big way, but... Not this week. Our last pass catcher on the hate list, David Njoku. We just finished talking about how the Browns are getting Elijah Moore involved. Amari yeah. Cooper is a staple. But I think the reality is, Barry, one, we don't know if Deshaun Watson can support a ton of different pass catchers. And number two, they haven't tried to support David Njoku this year. No, they haven't. One of the issues is that, and we've talked about this somewhat with Kittle too, Njoku's a great blocker. 
You right. know what I mean? And so because this is a team that wants to be run heavy and maybe they need to lean on the run game without Nick Chubb, they're going to need to, like, hey, let's keep him in to block even more because we're going to need that help with Jerome Ford and the other running backs we have there. He's had just an 11% target share this season, four fewer targets in every single game. And then you look at this matchup with the Ravens where Baltimore has allowed only the second fewest fantasy points to tight ends through three weeks. He's my tight end 14. Again, believe in the talent, think it'll get better, but not this week. All right, let's move over to love-hate quarterbacks. And after a 400-yard performance where he was 40 of 47, Justin Herbert highlights the list because, guys, he's got the Raiders this week. And quite frankly, Justin Herbert is just incredible. And on top of that, I think the only thing that would concern me in this matchup is that they just start to blow out the Raiders if if Jimmy G can't play and they lean on the run to close out the game. But even with that, the floor for Justin Herbert seems insane going into this weekend. As soon as, as long as Garoppolo plays, their defense is so bad that's right, that you know. that Devon. I mean, they don't have a guy on that team that can cover Devonte Adams. I just don't no. believe. Or that, maybe right? Jacoby Myers, right? Or Jacoby Myers as well. So, um, uh, you know, you see it there on your screen. Raiders third highest touchdown passing touchdown rate allowed. He's my number one quarterback this week. I mean, you know, always people are like. Herbert on the love list, really? Thanks, Barry, Captain Obvious. And I'm like, I get it, but it's always about people that would exceed expectations. And so having Herbert as my number one quarterback this week over Jalen Hurts, over Josh Allen, I think warranted a love list mention. Quarterbacks that face the Raiders this year are completing over 74% of their passes. That strikes me as high. Yeah, it's like playing in the Big 12. I mean, it's a little bit. Cut to the Big 12, like, just, oh, let me tune in the Peacock. Let me see him they're catching yes. shrapnel over here. <laughs> exactly. We are a Big 10 show, by the way, the Terps. Where they play defense. Yeah, they where they do the play defense in the Big 10. Make no mistake about it. Uh, anyway, uh, through lo- three weeks, Las Vegas long passing touchdowns at the second highest rate. Again, you sat there on your screen. I think Herbert's at the point now, too, where it just doesn't matter what the defense is. Yeah. Look, the defense is favorable this week anyway, but I think it's him, Mahomes, Allen. Those are the three guys. It just doesn't matter what you throw at them. Yeah, and, and by the way, um, you know, this will be the first game without Mike Williams, but we have confidence in Josh Palmer. Keenan Allen's playing at a very high level. They might get Eckler back. Hopefully they get one. involved, get him involved in the uh, passing game as well. And great red zone threat, Parham. Donald Parham. Don't XFL sleep. superstar. Don't sleep. Donald right. Parham, big Don. Jay, this one's a lot spicier. Anthony Richardson on the love list. That's not what's spicy. QB5. For Barry this week. QB5, is that right, Matthew? Yes. I somehow missed that. That's yeah. uh, quite a leap of faith in believing in Anthony Richardson. It is. Largely because of the matchup against the Rams, I assume. Well, that's partially it. The Rams have allowed four rushing touchdowns in their first three games. And Richardson leads the team in Golden carries and carries inside the 10-yard line, despite only playing one quarter in week two. <laughs> he's played five quarters in the NFL, and yet he still leads the team in Golden carries and carries inside the 10-yard line. You think about his only week, his week one game, he was the fifth best quarterback in fantasy that week. So, yes, um, it looks like he practiced yesterday. He needs to still clear officially the concussion protocol, but given his talent and the matchup, top five play for me this week, Anthony Richardson. Our final one here on the love list before we get to some others that received votes Joe Burrow. A bounce-back week for Joe Burrow. He's got the Titans secondary. How many times can we say it, guys? The Titans secondary is awful. T. Higgins, a bounce-back week for him. And Joe Burrow just looking to get right in this 2023 season. Real quickly, Jay, do me a favor. Look up, what is Joe Burrow's passing prop right now on DraftKings? Yeah, they're not up with it because of the concerns around the car. But he's clearly going to play. And I think the thing is with Burrow is that it might be set too low when it does come up because of the concerns around the car. He threw 49 times uh, on Monday. And as soon as that prop comes up, 
bet the over unless it's a crazy thing, unless it's some sort of crazy number, which I don't think it will be. I think it will be depressed because of the, of the calf and because of what he's done so far. But every quarterback, literally every quarterback to face the Titans this season has thrown for at least 289 yards. Yep. And I, I think Burrow's a lock for 300 yards. I bet that'll be at plus money. He's attempted 90 pass passing attempts over the last two games. Again, I think this is a get-right game for Joe Burrow in the passing offense of the Cincinnati Bengals. Tennessee is a, an elixir for, um, you know, struggling passing attacks. Yep. Can we get, can I we get Zach say, Wilson? I, I was thinking it. I was <laughs> right. like, let's really test yeah, this. Yeah, let's get Zach Wilson against the uh, Titans. Oh, boy. All right. So let's look at some others receiving yeah. votes. Brock Purdy. We saw Debo Samuel on the injury report, but good news for Brock Purdy. Ayuk's coming back, and that was his guy week one. Jimmy G makes the list. Let's see if Jimmy G can get in, back into practice and play. And Jordan Love for Thursday Night Football, Barry, against the Lions. He might have some key pieces back in that Green Bay offense. Uh, 20, 20 or more fantasy points in every game this season for Jordan Love, including 20 rushing yards each of the past two games. He's using his legs. And so while I don't want to start Christian Watson tonight unless I really need to, it certainly helps his prospects getting a guy like that back on the field along with Aaron Jones. That's what's amazing is that Love has put up fantasy points you know, without Jones and Watson for much of the season. He's my QB 15 going tonight. Chargers have allowed a league-high 24.6 fantasy points per game to opposing quarterbacks, which is one of the reasons why Garoppolo, if he plays, makes the list. And then Brock Purdy, San Francisco has the second-highest implied team total this week as well. Cardinals allow over 20 fantasy points per game to opposing quarterbacks, so I do think Brock Purdy, again, more of a floor than an upside guy, but I'm as a top-10 play this week. Yep, and on Jordan Love. We're dangerously close to Brocktober. Yes, we are edging ever so cl- more close. Uh, with Jordan Love, going up against the Lions defense. Mm. Lions defense, I think it's inflated by the fact that they got to play Zach Wilson South, Desmond Ritter, who just could not do anything about against them. Missed Kyle Pitts wide open. Missed a lot of guys wide open. But that Detroit defense allowed Geno Smith to have like a nine and a half out of ten game. Allowed Patrick, well, it's Patrick Mahomes, so, you know, whatever. But also Mahomes is having a great game. It's just undone by drops. We'll close out with the hate list of passers here, headlined by Lamar Jackson. Jay, earlier in the week you said Cleveland's defense is essentially on a historic pace right now. On top of the fact Lamar has to play that Cleveland defense, the Ravens' offense just hasn't been in sync throughout this year under Todd Monk. Yeah, just something off. Kind of a worse version of the Philadelphia offense in terms of the passing game, where it just doesn't seem like it's clicking under the new offensive coordinator. And now they get the Browns, who are the best defense in the league by margin at the moment, Matthew. Cleveland's allowing passing touchdowns at the second lowest rate. By the way, Lamar doesn't have a passing touchdown in two of the three games he's played so far this year. They're allowing under six fantasy points per game to, to quarterbacks through the first three weeks. Again, now they've played some, you know, they played some bad QBs, but and Lamar obviously has the rushing to keep him high. But I'm at QB 10, which I believe will be the lowest I have a healthy Lamar Jackson all season long. The fact that he's outside my top five, that's why he makes the hate list. Cleveland's given up 21 first downs all season. It's insane. It's unbelievable. Three weeks. Dak Prescott's outside my top 20 guys. New England has allowed the fifth fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks through three weeks, and they faced Jalen Hurts and Tua. It's not inflated by, you know, playing bad quarterbacks as well. Dak's had under 17 fantasy points in seven of the last 10 regular season games dating back to last year, and Patriots allowed uh, passing touchdowns at the fifth lowest rate this season. Dak outside my top 15 this week. Yep, and Dak's his stats would look a lot worse if Source Gardner had run the back that pick six. That's right. All right, we're going to break our last break. When we're back, it's last call. We're looking at our best bets for Thursday Night Football. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? 
Did you? If you could, would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Download the app and use promo code BARRY when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook. The crown is yours. Let's take a look at Thursday Night Football's most bet player props, of course, courtesy of our friends at DraftKings. This list is headlined by your ride or die, Barry Monroe St. Brown, going over 6.5 receptions. That's at plus money right now. Jordan Love, over 16.5 rushing yards. Sam Laporta, over 4.5 receptions. Also, Sam Laporta's over on his receiving yards at 42.5. Finally, Amon Ra, over his 72.5 receiving yards. Jay, a very heavy Lions board on the most bet, but what do you like in this game? So my best bet is also a Lions bet, though it's on the defensive side of the ball, Matthew. It's Aiden Hutchinson over .25 sacks at plus 124, so he just has to get half a sack. The guy who leads the league in pressures right now in the NFL, it's not Miles Garrett, it's not Mike Parsons, it's Aiden Hutchinson. He had two sacks against Atlanta. Green Bay's offensive line has been very good this year. Love's only taking three sacks, but they're missing Bakhtiari. Yeah, they're missing Bakhtiari, though. Missing Jenkins. I think Love's going to have to drop back in an offensive game. So I think Aiden Hutchinson will get at least half a sack. I like that. What are you you rolling with, Matthew? Well, listen, I've been calling my shot. Luke Musgrave drinks free today. He hasn't done anything yet, but he will tonight. I like the over on his receiving yards, 37.5. He's beat this number two of the last three. It's really low to me. Again, last week he had 50. He's beaten this number two of the three games that he's played against Atlanta. You know, Love just missed him. Worth noting that the Detroit Lions allowed the most yards and the most receptions to opposing tight ends this season. So, I'm telling you, Luke Musgrave is coming. It's only it's only a minus 120 now. It'll probably, the juice will probably get worse as the day goes on. But, yeah, give me the over on 37.5 for Luke Musgrave in his receiving yards. Also, Dave Montgomery, anytime touchdown, is plus 120. He's back. He's their goal line guy. I think that's a pretty good bet. I'm sticking with the theme of tight ends. I, I know the people are backing it. So am I. Laporta over 42.5 receiving yards. But I also like Laporta to score, and that's at yeah. plus 225. I think when you look at Laporta right now, uh, second highest target share among tight ends so far this season. And, Jay, I think they'll scheme him up in the red zone as well. Yep, I think so. I think this is his offense along with Amon Ra. Uh, and if you want a spicier, longer shot, which last time we gave out one of these, it's yes. one with Debo Samuel plus going 600. 100 plus, but uh, so Christian Watson talked about it earlier. 75 plus receiving yards is plus 500. He's a guy who just maybe he just plays more than anticipated. Maybe he breaks one. I do think he has a lot of upside, a lot of downside as well. But plus 500, you get to ride the variance. I uh, I like that call. I don't know what the odds are, but I also think just again we've had some success with this um, on previous shows. But Christian Watson uh, getting a reception on the first drive. I could also see them just trying to get him involved and everything like that. So my guess is that's at plus money. So I wouldn't mind, you know, throwing a couple bucks on that. Yep, absolutely. And that's something that's always very difficult for books to price. You know, yeah. what's going to go into the game plan. So, you know, A.J. Brown complaining all week, that yeah. kind of stuff. That is something that is often an edge on. So I just feel like Christian Watson is the number one wide receiver. It's his first game back. It's a national game. Yep. I just sort of feel like they, they try to, you know, in the whatever, the first 15 that they've scripted, yep. my guess is they're going to take a shot or two to Christian Watson. Yeah. Definitely. And, and he's been very confident in playing. While they've tried to kind of hide him, Matt LaFleur and the coaching staff, no guarantees. Watson's been very vocal that he is playing tonight. Well, listen, it's closing time, which means you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Go to NBCSports.com and read Love Hate for free. For Jay and Connor, I'm Matthew Barry. Luke Musgrave, welcome to the universe tonight. Peace out. I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs>